This week we're going to talk about bad trading habits. This is one of my favorite topics because uh, of all the things that I have encountered training clients how to trade, this is probably the most complex area, interesting area, and hilarious area that I have had to uh, deal with um, issues from my clients. So let's start with a couple of uh, the physical things that I have seen both in myself and in my clients. Uh, one of them is not getting enough sleep. Sounds silly, but um, it's actually very important when it comes to trading. You have to make um, split-second decisions based on a whole bunch of information that's uh, flying past you in real time uh, that will determine whether or not you make money or lose money. And when you're not getting enough sleep, um, you, you tend to have uh, a clouded decision-making process. And uh, that's very uh, detrimental and non-productive when it comes to training. So make sure that you get plenty of sleep and you're ready to rock and roll when it's time to trade um, each morning. The second physical thing that people do is their inability to focus. Now, um, I'm probably the biggest person who's guilty of this problem. I have a uh, trading room where I have a three screen setup. And one of the things that I used to do when I was first starting out trading was I'd have my trading set up on one screen, I'd have my email on another, I'd have some document or something that I was working on on the other, um, etc. And I was trying to multitask doing all these things simultaneously. Well, the problem is, is you get very distracted with all the little side things that you're doing and you're not focusing and watching the price action and uh, what's going on in the trading marketplace. So you make mistakes and you miss opportunities. So that was a painful lesson that I learned early on um, when I was trading. And I've seen this also in my clients because a lot of my clients, uh, you have to have uh, the ability to have the time to trade in the morning and the flexibility to trade in the morning. And this tends to be uh, either entrepreneurs or salespeople or someone who has a schedule where they maybe work in the afternoon or something like that. Uh, usually most people do not just dive into this full time. They're still doing whatever their main source of uh, revenue is um, and they're trying to learn trading at the same time. So um, they don't focus as well because they're distracted by whatever they have to do for their job or their family or their pets or whatever. So. Um, my advice here would be to get uh, a very quiet um, and contained area where you can trade and try to avoid any distractions either on your screen or in your house and learn how to focus on trading and that will make you much, much more successful. The next area is more mental than physical things. So one of the first things that I, uh, I have done, and I see lots of newbie traders do, it's in what I call rigid profit targets. So what that means is 
you set a profit target and you absolutely will not get out of the trade until that profit target is hit if the trade is going in your direction. And I've seen people who have sat in a trade and the trade gets within one tick of their profit target and they don't take the profit and they just keep sitting on it and eventually the trade goes in the reverse direction and they end up losing money on a trade that they were extremely profitable on. This is uh, more of a mental or psychological thing and it, it has a lot to do with type A personalities. They have very specific goals in real life and if they don't attain them, uh, they get upset. But one of the things that I always tell people when they're trading is to always take what the market gives you, not what you want the market to give you. So some days you might only make $25, okay? For putting in a whole morning's worth of effort in trading and in other days you may make $25,000 there's no way for you to control that so don't get all hung up in very rigid profit targets be more flexible if you're close um, and as you get to be a better trader you can start to see the price action start to fizzle once you start to see that sort of fizzling of price action that's the time to hit the uh, dump button and get out the second thing that I've seen and I have also done myself is over trading and that's where you just keep pulling the lever over and over again on the, on the old slot machine. I have a humorous story about one of my uh, clients in the past. I was talking to them. It was getting a little bit uh, later in the morning. I had quit and then for some reason I had, um, I had to talk to him in the afternoon and as we were talking, we were talking about business and I said, well, how did you do on your training today? And, uh, you know, his voice took a very somber tone. He says, ah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm losing a lot of money. I go, what do you mean you're losing a lot of money? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in this trade. And, uh, and I stopped him immediately. I said, what trade are you in? It's four o'clock in the afternoon. And he goes, well, you know, I just keep trading after I'm done with you in the morning. So what this person was doing was they continued to trade even after um, the sweet spot of approximately 7.30 in the morning until 10 a.m. in the morning just because it was fun. And they just kept pulling the lever over and over again. And what that ended up doing was uh, it ended up blowing up their account eventually and it will do the same to you so you have to be very careful not to over trade another mental or psychological thing is taking too much risk people believe sometimes um, they get very successful very fast um, and that's like the kiss of death in trading um, if you have immediate success then you get into this mental mode where I think I've called it the uh, the false sense of finding the Holy Grail um, and you think every decision that you're going to make is correct so what you do is you ratchet up the risk because you become very greedy and you think okay I'm gonna make a fortune on this one trade because I am always right and that is usually when the trading gods stab you in the eyeball with a spear and take all your money because you've made a bet that's way too big and uh, it doesn't go your way and you lose it either a giant chunk of your trading account or it puts you out of business totally another 
error or habit that I see new traders make is they don't use stop losses, okay? Um, one of the things that stop losses do is it's a very specific uh, event that lets you know that you are wrong. And people don't like to know or feel that they are wrong. Um, but stop losses are part of the trading game. They prevent you from losing all of your uh, trading capital. So if a trade slips a certain amount in the wrong direction, it immediately pops you out of the trade so that you take a very small loss and you can trade again. But people do not like that because they want to be right on every decision and you can't possibly be right on every decision. This is a game of probability. This is not a game of precision. Um, so stop losses protect your equity. And a lot of people don't like that feeling so they stop using their stop losses. And then the next thing they know they've taken a trade that may have initially gone their, their way but then it eventually slips in the wrong direction and they keep, uh, uh, they stay in the trade. And this is a really weird psychological thing that people do that I still don't understand, which is when they're profitable, they can't wait to get out of the trade and they walk away from uh, even more profitability. And when they're losing money, they seem to stay in the trade forever until they hit that wall of pain that they just can't take anymore. And that's usually when they've lost a lot of money um, and then they finally get out. So don't um, trade without stop losses. Those are there to protect your equity and to keep you trading for another day. And then finally, one of the last mental psychological things that I've seen people do is revenge trading. This is very, very common. So what happens is you do a trade and you think you're right, but you lost money on it and then you get pissed. So then you immediately get into another trade and you think you're gonna make a little money on it and you may even make a little bit of money on it but you didn't make enough to make back the loss from the first trade so you revenge trade again and you do this over and over and over again it's kinda of like you think you're gonna you know kick the ass of the trading gods but you never do you get your own ass kicked pretty much every time so don't do revenge trading now Two books that you might want to check out, and uh, full disclosure, I am getting nothing from these guys. These are just books that I have read that I found to be very useful. Atomic Habits by James Clear. It helps you uh, create new productive habits, and it also helps you break old uh, non-productive or negative habits that, you've, uh, that you have somehow accumulated throughout your life. And then another book called Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. That really goes into in great depth the, uh, the psychological nature of, uh, of trading and the sort of mental framework that you need to get into to become a successful trader. All right, enough about trading. Let's talk a little bit about the marketplace. It's getting pretty funky out there, folks. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about was the inverted yield curve. For those of you who don't know what that is, an inverted yield curve describes the unusual drop of yields on long-term debt instruments below yields on short-term debt instruments of the same credit quality. So if you buy bonds, okay, if you ever bought a bond, normally if you bought a bond that expired or matured in a year, that would have a lower interest rate 
than a bond that expired in a decade. Back when I was a baby, my parents bought bonds um, and then gave them to us when we were old crotchety adults. Um, and those interest rates were, were pretty high for the time and they were way higher than the short-term bonds. Well, we have an inverted yield curve right now where the long-term bonds are uh, returning less than the short-term bond. Um, and that usually is a harbinger of uh, a recession, okay? It, is, it has been traditionally a very accurate uh, indicator of an impending recession, so keep that in mind. Uh, there's some really nasty stuff going on overseas. Germany is rationing hot water and dimming its streetlights and shutting down swimming pools, etc. because of the massive curtailing of natural gas in uh, Western Europe because of the war in the Ukraine. So that is not good. Um, that's going to have a domino effect throughout their economy and, that econ and our, their economy is eventually going to hurt our economy. Uh, that area of Europe by the Ukraine is where a lot of food and grain and stuff comes out of and eventually catch up to us and uh, not going to be good. All right. Um, the job number that came out on Friday, um, even though the administration is touting it because the number was up, if you dig into the number, the household survey contrasted with the uh, overall payrolls number with a far weaker picture indicating that 350, 315,000 jobs were lost and there was actually zero growth employment since March. And there's a, a difference between the payroll number uh, that just came out and this household survey number by about 1.5 million jobs. Uh, between the two different surveys. So somebody is monkeying with the numbers here to make it look like everything is unicorns and rainbows. And it really is not. I mean, if you keep track of this or pay attention to this, I have a Google search that just uh, has the word layoffs in it. And I get all kinds of articles about all kinds of companies that are uh, in the process of putting together layoffs. So if you look at that, I mean, I literally get like 10 or 15 articles a day uh, talking about that. So that it, that flies in the face of these numbers. So I don't think we are being um, told honestly what's going on. And finally, the there's uh, cargo ships that are just kind of floating around off the shores of uh, the major markets where they deliver and uh, somebody did a uh, analysis of this and they estimated the value of the cargo waiting offshore on Friday exceeding 40 billion dollars. There's a lot of really weird fishy things going on here. It's almost as if they're trying to trash everything. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Do whatever you need to do to protect yourself from all of this hanky-panky shenanigans that's going on. All right, finally, a new thing that I want to announce. I am going to be opening the Signal Room probably in August. What is the Signal Room, okay? Well, the Signal Room is a place where you will be able to subscribe to the indicators and the trading system that I actually use uh, for my own trading, okay? If you've ever looked at um, people who trade, a lot of them have screens with all kinds of indicators on them and 
there's some people just go crazy and they have, you know, like 20 or 30 or 50 indicators on their screen. And that stuff just gives me a headache, okay? So um, I like simple things. I came from an engineering background and found that the most elegant solutions to any problem are usually the simplest ones. So if you're intimidated by complex trading systems, you're going to like uh, the signal room. So what have I done? Well, I've harnessed uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. I did a big, uh, long model that I've been working on for several years now that went back in time and looked at uh, price action on a, a variety of different instruments. And I've started out with the Euro. And what I've come up with is a system that intuitively uh, identifies the direction of the current trend. So you always know which way the trend is going because that always makes it much easier to trade. Um, you can easily see the direction of the waves of price action within that trend. So think like big ocean and all of the water is going in one direction. But then if you get down to a lower level, you got little waves and you want to know which way those waves are going. So if you have the waves going at the same direction that the ocean is going, um, then that's even more information to help you be more successful. And then finally, there is a tool in there. Um, I call it the precision entry tool that helps you time your trade entries uh, as best you can. So you get in right as the wave is starting to form in the same direction that the tide of the ocean is going. Okay. And this is going to be exclusively on my website. It's going to come with a quick start guide and a 30 minute personal orientation. It's a little zoom meeting that you can set up with me and I'll walk you through how to use this thing. So, um, stay tuned, check it out. Um, and, uh, it should be out sometime in August, so hopefully you will uh, you will dig that. All right. And also, finally, check out the website. Um, see all the goodies we have there. The free uh, weekly trading um, ideas are still there. Subscribe to the podcast if you like the podcast. Also, click on the link to ask me anything. If you have a trading question, um, feel free to click on that link. You can record a little uh, message for me. And... Um, like I said, the free swing trade ideas are out there in the store, so you can just, there's no cost to those. You can just download them. Finally, I wanted to remind you of our two affiliates. You can build your own trading system if you're at that point with uh, EA Builder. The second one deals with fitness, because I mentioned fitness in the last pro uh, podcast, and it is a product to help you lose weight uh, from a company called Exipure. So check those things out. I think that's all I have for this week. Uh, so I guess it's over and out for me. Have a great trading week and I'll be back again next week.